How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America. On air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And, of course, by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. I'm going to be off next week. Jerry Callahan is going to be filling in. Uh, Jerry is a really interesting cat. He's been in uh, broadcasting for a very long time, a legendary sports talk host. I'm sure he will lead into that, and that's cool with me. So uh, Jerry's going to be filling in. It's going to be awesome. We're going to talk to him at the bottom of the hour about a, a number of uh, things that are on the plate today. I was I was thinking about the baseball playoffs, and I, and I hope, and I mean this very seriously, I hope Baltimore goes all the way because my I have a soft spot for Baltimore. Our anchor station is at WCBM in Baltimore. When I lived in Washington, D.C., I would go to, to uh, Orioles games all the time with my son. That's where I chose to go. Uh, when he was like nine and he was little league, they, every year they'd bring up all the little leaguers to one game in Baltimore, and you'd get a walk around the warning track with your kid. This is back when boys played with boys. Uh, in sports and not uh, boys on girls team. Anyway, uh, and they walk around, people get their picture, and they, you know, they pretend like they're taking the kid's picture, and it made them feel like rock stars. So I, I love it, and I love the food in the ballpark better. But Although I haven't really been uh, spent much time in the new, well, it's not really new, it's like eight years old now, the new stadium in Washington, D.C. But I do hope that uh, Baltimore goes all the way. Although a lot of Democrats are hoping that the World Series comes to their town because the shoplifters and the looters are all out of stuff. And if you bring in people with a lot of money who are going to go to a ball game and have no clue about what the hell's going on around the stadium, I mean, you're bringing in a whole bunch of very, uh, very well, uh, you know, not endowed, but, but people with money. People with money coming into town, so uh, there are a lot of uh, Democrats who are hoping that their towns are host to the World Series because their looters and their and their robbers are running out of stuff. And I just like the CBS is closing and the Target is closing, and what are we going to do? There's that. There's that. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, who is no longer the Speaker of the House, and who's going to be in charge. This is Tucker Carlson. Actually, it's Jim Gossett as Tucker Carlson with tears for Kevin. On the Rob Carson Show. Now. Tucker Carlson. That's me. Posted it. And it's clear to see why they decided to chair vacate Kevin. It's really sad. Another deal to overspend. This time it was the end. They decided to chair vacate Kevin. First time in history. Kevin did not explain that side deal with Ukraine. One that Matt said that Joe made with Kevin. <laughs> Fox News Why? threw a fit. Yeah, they prefer that Matt Gates quit. Cause Fox has become Rhino Heaven. It's where rhinos go to die. 
could hear them all cry when they decided to <laughs> chair vacate Kevin. They did, they did, and uh, well, the amazing thing is uh, Kevin didn't do what he said he was going to do, and so he got fired. There you go. <laughs> That's why I didn't understand why everybody's so uh, just destroyed by Kevin McCarthy being removed. And, and honestly, guys, nobody trusted him. I, I said it. I said originally, and you know why they had to vote fifteen times. Why the uh, the America First uh, group uh, had to you know get guarantees from him because nobody trusted him. They thought he would be a rhino, typical swamp dweller, and they were right. There you go. But Brian Kilmeade. I mean, I thought he was going to have a. I mean, I thought his head was going to explode. <laughs> and, and Newt Gingrich, he said that the people who voted for Kevin's uh, vacation, vacation, his vacation. Yeah, we gave him a vacation. We told him to vacate. It's called a vacation. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, really? Newt? Really? Bro? My, how the, how the power have all have fallen. I mean, I remember uh, the contract with America and all that stuff. And here you are. It's just, it's kind of, kind of interesting. So this is what I kind of like. Uh, I'll be candid. GOP uh, lawmaker reveals what might have happened behind closed doors if House had not recessed. They said that people were going to come to blows. I mean, really, and I love this. I love this chaos in the Republican Party because we've sat around and we say, we try to be polite and we don't want to offend anybody and a government shutdown will be blamed on us. And you know what? Who cares? It's time for us to own the chaos, to create the chaos, not violent, but just upset the alcohol. Uh, the uh, uh, upset the apple cart. I said yesterday, I said, uh, sometimes history happens, sometimes it has to be made. And this time it was, and it's for a good reason. Are you tired of the status quo? All right. Are you sick of the same old crap, same old, same old, continuing resolutions and a bloated budget that gets passed against the will of the American people that nobody reads? Well, that's why Kevin is no longer there. So uh, uh, Republican Garrett Graves of Louisiana revealed Wednesday that House Republicans almost fought one another over Matt Gates' campaign to oust Kevin McCarthy from the House leadership. All eight Republicans joined McCarthy, uh, joined to remove McCarthy, okay? And uh, apparently the reason why they, uh, they decided to restress until Tuesday was because they thought maybe Fiss would, be, uh, would be thrown. Yeah. If we had stayed together in a meeting last night, I think that you would have had seen fists thrown, and I'm not being dramatic when I say that. Well, maybe we need a little of that, too. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not big into fighting or everything. Well, you know, this is Greg Stubbe last night. I, I love uh, Greg Stubbe talking last night to uh, Rob Schmidt about um, who he'd like to see as the speaker. Now, I realize that Donald Trump being the Speaker of the House sounds outrageous, and it is. And it's something that we could have never even fathomed. It's, it's, it's beyond comprehension to put together, like this scenario. President is president for four years. Uh, pandemic happens, riots before the election. FBI works uh, you know, with the, uh, the Democrat candidate, blah, blah, blah. Uh, anyway, uh, gets uh, out of office. Another president comes in. Donald Trump is indicted because they don't want him to run for president. So four indictments come down at the same time. Uh, all of this stuff. And then there's a vacancy in the House speakership position that Democrats supported. This is the best part about it. Listen to this. Democrats wanted Kevin out because they wanted to create chaos. So let's give it to them. Let's let them own 
Donald Trump's ascension to the Speaker of the House. I know Jim Jordan's running. I know Steve Scalise is running. If they both can't get to 218, we need to have somebody that can unify our conference, even if even if it's for the 45 days, 60 days that we're in this oh, trying fun. to pass this um this this funding issue. We need to have somebody that can unite the party, everybody can get behind, and wouldn't it just be sweet to all these Democrats who kicked out our former speaker that they got rid of Kevin McCarthy and now they have to deal with President Trump. There you go. There you go. So you can bring in Donald Trump and blame the Democrats for it. They're the ones who, who uh, got rid of McCarthy. Do you see how beautiful that is? Oh, my God. And, and wouldn't it be nice because now Trump knows every where all the bodies are buried. And he's the guy who could who could lead a charge to defund the DHS, the FBI, the, the Department of Education. <gasps> wouldn't it be fun? Wouldn't it just be fun to watch? They, after all of the crap they put you and I through, Trump supporters too, you know, the re-education camps, Hillary Clinton, wouldn't it be fun to see Donald Trump <laughs> become the Speaker of the House? Oh, my God. And he's talking about going next week to go talk on Hill to Hill to talk to other law- lawmakers. Oh, it's going to be glorious. I, I swear. I swear. This is Matt Gates nominating Donald Trump <laughs> for Speaker of the House. What purpose does the gentleman from Florida rise? To place a name and nomination for the position of Speaker of the House. The gentleman is recognized. My friends, when Donald Trump was president, taxes were cut, regulations were slashed, energy was abundant, r- wages were rising, capital was returning from overseas to fund the dreams and ambitions of our fellow Americans, and the economy was roaring. Oh, yeah, that's right. What a contrast to what we have seen from this administration now. And so I rise to nominate Donald Trump for the position of Speaker of the House. And for all of the vitriol that we hear from the media and at times the left, there were great moments of bipartisanship under the Trump presidency. I think it's... um and uh, you know, I, it's unlikely. But considering he's under four indictments, all nonsense indictments, he's got a, a, a partial gag order in the New York case. And if he becomes a speaker, 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 it means you could speak. So much for your gag order. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. You know, this is the this is the mainstream media uh, yesterday. They were convinced that the GOP was in chaos. The Republican Chaos Caucus in the House decided to fire their speaker. The chaos on Capitol Hill, the House paralyzed after Speaker McCarthy. Yeah, but Democrats went along with it. Was ousted. The unprecedented vote to vacate the chair leaves the House of Representatives in a state of chaos. The general message is obviously one of chaos. Yeah, you know what? People have already forgotten about it. Uh, and as much as ABC, CBS, NBC is sitting here saying, oh, it's still chaos, uh, they've already moved on. They've moved on as quickly as the Democrats are trying to walk away from uh, Jamal Bowman, but that's not going anywhere. This is uh, Seb Gorka, who is a rock star. Seb Gorka last night on Newsmax talking about the possibility as Trump as speaker. So, so the New York judge wants to gag him? I just love this idea. <laughs> Let's have him. He, he, he said today... I'll be temporary speaker until the GOP can find a permanent speaker. Yeah. I'll be the temporary one. Yeah. Could you imagine trying to gag the leader of the opposition as he's speaker <laughs> of the House? I'm just going to buy one and sit back. I'm just going to sit back <laughs> yeah. and watch. I can imagine it. I, after living through the last few years, I can, I yeah, can imagine right. it. Right. Right. That's right. my right. answer. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, to me, it just sounds 
I mean, look at all that we've been through. We were we had our businesses destroyed, our kids' uh, educations destroyed by this country. Uh, we got an open border. We've got fentanyl with a hundred thousand people a year dying of fentanyl. Most of them between eighteen and forty years old. All of the bullcrap, all of the nonsense in the woke media. What's going on in our schools? Why the hell not make Trump the Speaker of the House? <laughs> I kind of like it, actually. I kind of like it. Now, uh, uh, Steve Scalise is running. He said that uh, uh, God already gave me a chance at life, and, and he is an amazing guy. He was uh, shot in 2017 by a uh, socialist who's a Bernie Sanders supporter, and he's also uh, fighting cancer right now. He says, God already gave me another chance at life. I believe we are put there. The next chapter won't be easy, but I know what it takes to fight, and I'm prepared for the battles that lie ahead. So, you know, I, uh, I saw this echoed in a couple other places. Um, if I have a problem with uh, somebody like John Fetterman or Mitch McConnell, now they, they're just not fit to, they're not fit to serve, but if you're, if you're going through a, a health battle, I'm kind of on the side of maybe you should fix that first. But, you know, that's just me. That's just me. Jim Jordan, obviously, Jim Jordan, uh, I, I, it's really hard for me to say this. I was thinking about this yesterday. What's the one thing you need? What's the one thing you need from a new Speaker of the House? I mean, other than the ideological stuff, you know, you, you want the Ukraine defunded, you want southern border secured, you want uh, spending under control. Those three, right? Top, top priority, uh, you know. What are you looking for? What is it? What's the word you're looking for? It starts with a T. Can you say it with me? Come on, kids. Let's say the T word. Trust. It's trust. We don't trust anybody right now. Can we trust Jim Jordan? I've been following Jim Jordan for a couple years now. He seems to be that way. I'd like to believe that he, we can trust him. He's exposing a lot of, uh, uh, I mean, a lot of corruption on Capitol Hill. He's been amazing at that. He's called people to tasks. You know, with the limited power that the uh, the one branch of government has, maybe if he's speaker, I don't know. Uh, he's number one on my list after Trump, I'm going to tell you. As far as some of the other ones, I don't know any of them. I, I cannot be expected to uh, to uh, to uh, just immediately approve somebody who's low pri- profile, hasn't proved themselves in times of crisis, which we've been experiencing for the last three years. So, uh, I don't know, I don't know. Tim Burchett last night was uh, interviewed by, uh, well, no, actually yesterday by Bianca De La Garza on uh, Newsmax. Uh, Tim Burchett uh, was, was just, I mean, Brian Kilmeade got medieval on uh, Tim Burchett about his faith because uh, Tim Burchett said that when he was debating about who to vote for, that he was praying on it. And Brian Kilmeade went after him for praying. And he responded to uh, uh, Bianca De La Garza on Newsmax. I'm going to share that coming up. And also, what do you think? 800-922-6680, Trump. My poll on uh, Twitter that I did this morning, I'll reveal the results. I just, because there's so many other people vying, I put Trump or another candidate. So no matter who you voted for, if it's, if it's, if it's Jordan, if it's Scalise, whatever. And I'm going to reveal the unscientific poll that I did on Twitter coming up after this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. There is only one ACDC, and then there's the other ACDC. The one ACDC has Bon Scott singing. The other has Brian Johnson. I mean, amazing, but there will only be one Bon Scott. That's just the way it is, you know? I uh, I have a, a background in music radio, so I know a lot about this. But uh, Bon Scott, wow, unbelievable. Uh, never get tired of it, right? I mean, there's just some music you never get tired of. There's some songs that I can't hear again, like uh, Dancing Queen by ABBA. 
Yeah, my wife, she plays that uh, sometimes. But I never get tired of hearing uh, that, among other things. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Brian in my ear, my producer in Baltimore, said, we've got ABBA in the bumper music rotation. Uh, if that happens, I'll drive to Baltimore and uh, find where what the computer that you're playing that off of and uh, smash it. <laughs> today. I, I'll, I'll go today. So anyway... <laughs> Uh, we've got a lot of things going on in the world. You know, you, we're trying to figure out who's going to be the uh, House Speaker. I think it's extraordinary. I think it's uh, amazing what's happening. I think it's wonderful. It's about time Washington, D.C. got turned upside down. That's what I like about Donald Trump's presidency and pending presidency, hopefully. But uh, uh, I'll tell you, the left, uh, Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney, uh, she's sounding off on, like, Jim Jordan. She doesn't think that Jim Jordan should be the speaker. Uh, Adam Kinzinger doesn't think that, uh, that uh, uh, Jim Jordan should be the speaker. You know what that says to me? Well, maybe Jim Jordan should be the speaker. And then, of course, in, uh, uh, Donald Trump endorsing Jim Jordan as speaker. So, you know, I, I tend to trust that man. I, I tra- tend to trust my gut. And I also tend to trust... Uh, when people who I uh, oppose because they're wrong about everything or have lied about everything, if they oppose my choice, then I realize I've made the right choice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Congressman Tim Burchett, he's one of the guys who voted against uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. And uh, Brian Kilmeade got all butthurt about it. And here is, uh, here is Tim Burchett. He said one of the things that he did as a Christian is that he prayed to, for God to help him with his decision. Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask Matt. But if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you weren't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, no, didn't stand up, you weren't going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, Please, you, know, you were praying please, about Well, Brian sounds like an MSNBC host. At one minute, the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? And, so you don't think that praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one minute that's, you know, you're praying you're about how you're going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you've got a predetermined answer to everything. Yeah, this is what uh, uh, Democrats have done, too. Whenever there's a school shooting or something and we uh, offer uh, thoughts and prayers, the left always uh, makes fun of us. Keep your thoughts and prayers. Yeah, kind of like that. Here's uh, Tim Burchett talking with uh, Bianca De La Garza on Newsmax this morning. And I have a buddy of mine in my district who's getting ready to have heart surgery. And he called me and said, what are you going to do? He was worried more about me than he was about his own major heart surgery. And I said, well, I got wow. two paths. I follow my conscience wow. or do I vote for my friend, the speaker? And he said, or if you're uh, voting for Kevin McCarthy, whoever's going to give the most to you. Yeah. And you're uh, and your buddies in defense and big pharma. Well, your conscience has served you pretty well, brother. <laughs> and Ukraine. And I was like, well, yeah. And I prayed about it. And then I was on I think I was on CNN one morning, and they asked me how what I, how I'd come to the decision, and I said, "Well, I'm going to pray about it." And then, you know, his opening salvo when he called me, I thought was a very condescending um, yeah. to and me. It was. It, it doesn't right. matter at this point, but that that just kind of tipped me over, ma'am. I'm Understand. not. I don't. I'm not out prosthesizing. I'm not trying to save anybody's soul. Sure. I'm a Christian. I'm responsible to my wife Kelly, my daughter Isabella. Yeah, and it's kind of interesting. It's interesting uh, who has um, persecuted religious uh, religious minorities or majorities like Christians in the past. Uh, people in power, <laughs> right? The people in power, right? Yeah, yeah. I believe uh, there was a, there was a Christian uh, about two thousand years ago that uh, people in power decided they were going to make into an enemy. 
and uh, they ultimately killed him. So <laughs> there's a little bit of history about the <laughs> people in power going after people of faith. I'm just saying. All right, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the border wall and whatnot, and my friend Jerry Callahan's going to join us to talk about all of that nonsense. Also, what's going on with football this weekend and the great Dick Butkus. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. One of the people who I really enjoy watching on Newsmax, Lydia Coronage, is on the Newsmax hotline. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi, Rob. I love always being on with you. It's so, always great to have you on. I'm here in the makeup room with uh, Maureen and Alyssa. Tell her I said hi. Tell her I said hi. Tell, tell Maureen I said hi. <laughs> Ah, well, hopefully I'll come and see you in December if I'm not in the re-education camp. We'll see what happens. Did you hear about that, Hillary? Hillary Clinton saying that Trump supporters should go to uh, re-education camps. Lydia, what do you think about that? Just when we thought she couldn't pop her deplorable comments, then she turns oh. around and says we're cult members that need to be deprogrammed. You know who are, You know who the cult members are? The Democrats. They're the ones that care more about the party they care more about their stupid policies than they do about the people. You saw what they did with McCarthy. They just voted in block. They don't care that McCarthy tried to reach across the aisle. They, they look at us as the enemy. And, you know, Hillary Clinton saying the quiet part out loud is disgusting. But the fact that Christiana Amanpour, a supposed veteran journalist, just sat there and giggled and laughed, absolutely disgusting. Well, let me ask you this, Lydia. Why aren't America's Jewish leaders speaking up? Right now, uh, Joe Biden in front of Independence Hall declared half of the country enemies of the state. And then uh, we find out the FBI literally has created a division to go after Trump supporters in 2024. Hillary Clinton says that we need to be sent to re-education facilities or whatever. What happens, Lydia? History uh, shows that when you don't respond to re-education, isn't there a final solution or something involved there? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I've misread things, Lydia. But doesn't it kind of sound like a whole lot of crap that's happened before in history? Isn't this all part of the plan? They're, they're following a playbook because they want <laughs> to God. ultimate control. That's all they care about. Make no mistake. And then you got Biden turning around that he wants to build the wall up again. He's only, he, first of all, it's going to take years. <laughs> Secondly, he already sold pieces of it at a fraction of the cost of what taxpayers paid for already. And he's only doing it to kind of satisfy some of his constituents because now every border city, including Democrat cities, are now inundated with illegals. It's an invasion happening, aiding and abetting by, by Biden himself. And then after he announces this, oh, yeah, we're going to build up the wall, he's asked by a reporter, do you think it's going to help? And he says no. So he literally just admitted, he literally just admitted that, that, that he's just doing it to satisfy his constituents. And he's just kind of talking. And I guarantee you, God forbid, he wins again. They're going to tear it all down again. 
Of course, and it's it's idiotic. They say the wall doesn't work. You know why they say the wall doesn't work? Because it works. Because everything they say is the opposite of the truth, <laughs> Lydia. That's basically it. Now, let me ask you this, because I'm entertaining. I don't think it's going to happen, but wouldn't it be wild? In your, in your wildest dreams, could you ever imagine Donald Trump, a candidate who, uh, who was uh, pushed out of office in 2020, becoming the Speaker of the House after the entire uh, the deep state uh, 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 media machine and, uh, and leftists in Washington, D.C. have been going after him politically for seven years? Could you even imagine him ascending to Speaker of the House even for a short time? I know Pelosi's head would, would like, like the exorcist, would kind of spin off and like into the oblivion, off ice and right. Could you imagine? And then I yes. Like, oh my God, he's, he's looking at me. He's looking at oh. me. Can you imagine? Oh. Can you? Um, oh, it would be glorious, but I don't think it'll happen. I think we'll see Jim Jordan in there. He's a firebrand, and he's. Very, I mean, this guy, he's he's excellent at cross examinations and fact finding. So I think he would make an excellent speaker. My only concern is. We need him on the House Judiciary Committee as well. So how could I know? Well, you know, I guess I would rather see him um, ascend to uh, and be promoted to another role since he has been in charge on the Judiciary Committee. And there are other great people on that committee. I think, is it Mike Johnson on that committee? Mike Johnson kicks butt. And Mike Johnson is, by the way, one of the people who I would say would be a great uh, candidate for speaker, but I think Jordan should be next in line. And this isn't about just seniority. It's about... it's, it's about trust, and it's about performance. We are familiar with Jim Jordan's performance. He has thus far, I don't believe he's let us down. Um, so I, maybe, I, I believe Jordan would probably be the next, uh, the, the, the logical choice. I spoke to someone the other night who is a major political player. And he said that he actually talked to Byron Donalds because I wanted, I said, Byron Donalds. And this person said he talked to Byron Donalds and, and people are kind of in agreement. Speaker of the House is not where you go to start your career. It's where you go to end your career. It's where you go when you reach your zenith in your career. And he said that there are a lot of things that are yet to come, possible presidential stuff for Byron Donalds. And he didn't think it'd be a good idea. What do you think about mm-hmm. that? What do you think about that? It's, a, it's an I interesting I, perspective. It is 100%, and, and I, I like Byron Donalds. He's very clear and, and to the point, but I agree with you. You need an elder statesman in, in that position. And you also need somebody that is just really un- able to kind of, you know, uh, you know, go and bring some of the moderates, you know, if there are any, reach out, kind of meet in the middle, because compromise, that's, that's the only way you can get legislation passed. It is really difficult, though, when you have a, a slim majority and you're dealing with these Democrats, which most of whom, they're radicals. Lydia Coronage is our guest, and she's awesome on Newsmax. I assume I'll be seeing lots of you uh, this weekend, and, and well, I see you every day on Newsmax. Um, let me let me uh, ask you, with regard to you know what's going on in New York City, and I haven't been to New York since uh, Christmas time last year, and I saw some major things happen between the first time I went to New York the year, year before, the second time, homeless people sleeping in ATM vestibules, people urinating on urinating on the street, the smell of pot everywhere. Where you are, Lydia, have you seen things get uh, precipitously worse now that we know around fifty percent of the hotel rooms on Manhattan are going to illegals? What have you noticed? It has been a radical transformation here in New York City, where the Newsmax studios are located is Midtown Manhattan, which is a very posh, it's a posh upscale area. And you can't go a block now without smelling marijuana, without someone seeing someone lying on the street, defecating, 
uh, urinating. And then just a few blocks away, you've got hundreds of illegals, and they're riding around on these scooters. It is just the, the craziest thing that, that is going on, the lawlessness, people with needles in their arms. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know what, this is what New York City gets. They better get, you know, you get what you vote for. While I understand that, now even New York City is saying we've had our fill. The New York City Council wants to limit migrants from them having the right to shelter. And so they're going to be exporting these people all over the country. Make no mistake, every single community, every single city, every single state is now a border state because of, of Joe Biden. And this is part of the plan. Don't you think, Rob, they want this to happen? They want this illegal yeah. invasion. These are all young men of military age. Yes. What else would you call it but an invasion? Well, and, and you know, there's been a lot of uh, devotion to the possibility that Democrats are looking for uh, voters. And I do believe that, by the way. But I also know, I know that Cloward Pivot is at work here. And that is a 60s radical uh, philosophy of overwhelming a system to collapse it. And if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not, uh, Barack Obama wanted the fundamental transformation of America. So that's what I believe is going on. It's a little bit of vote getting, but it's certainly a whole lot of collapsing the system. And we're seeing systems collapse. We're hearing Eric Adams say that the city is going to go bankrupt. That's collapse, Lydia, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. $12 billion over the next three years to take care of all of these illegals. And by the way, we talked about Hillary Clinton. Bill Clinton recently had a radio interview where he was saying how they could solve the illegal invasion by simply giving everyone work visas and that the birth rate is declining in the United States. So we need the illegals to come in and have babies. So think about that. They now made abortion. Basically, you know, anybody can go out and get one here in New York up until the point you're nine months. So they want to kill all of our babies. They want to allow kids to take all these chemicals. So then they're castrated, essentially, or they're left infertile. So the whole trans movement, they they don't care about that because it's a multi-billion dollar industry. And then if we want to increase the birth rate, it's all good because we're going to bring in all these illegals. Everyone's going to take care of them. And in New York City, uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard this, Rob, they, there are some socialist lawmakers. They want to institute a migrant tax so they can literally siphon the money to pay for all these people right from your paycheck. I uh, suggested earlier this morning that uh, Joe that we take some of the wall uh, segments that Joe Biden set, sold for two million dollars or worth three hundred million and wall off cities city, cities like New York and Philadelphia and Los Angeles and Seattle and uh, and Portland uh, and let them fight it out let them live in their own little island of socialist utopia inviting you know sanctuary city and see how long it lasts it would be escape from New York all over again wouldn't it. Absolutely. Be careful what you wish for. I saw in <laughs> I know, Chicago, I know. they're all in an up in an uproar uh, in Cook County, where Chicago is, yeah. about all of the illegals. And meanwhile, 74% of them voted for Biden. Remember, Biden made this a campaign promise that he wouldn't build another inch of the wall. So be careful what you vote for, because you just might get it. All right, I want to ask you one final question here, not related to politics. You're from Chicago. No, I'm uh, from I New am... York City. I'm from the oh, Bronx. I... Oh, I thought you said you're from Chicago. You're from the Bronx. No, well, no, forget I was it. Talking about Chicago, about the oh, because see, I was going to say uh, deep dish or New York style, and I mean honestly, even if you live in Chicago, as much as I love my deep dish, New York has the best pizza in the world. Absolutely. You know who makes the best pizza? My mother. My mother makes uh, like really? homemade bread, and oh. it's like a cross between like the deep dish and the smell and everything. But yes, New York City pizza, something 
especially like in, in the Bronx or something with the water, you ju- it just doesn't get any better. The fresh mozzarella, the water, I don't know what it is, but we make some really good pizza. Well, part of it is the... Disregard the marijuana smoke, that's all. <laughs> Maybe they'll make it into a topping. They'll make it into a topping on your pizza. Uh, but you know that the difference between a, a, a crust, a New York crust, traditional crust in Chicago, Chicago is half pie crust. It literally, the, the ingredient calls for like a pie crust and regular crust mix. And then the toppings are on the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the tomato sauce is on top of the cheese in Chicago pizza that's the difference but i'm wow. a i'm a major i'm a major foodie Lydia. i don't know if you know this. i got about 100 cooking videos on the web so next time and i when i'm in new york and maureen and you i'll cook for you guys oh my goodness i would love that because <laughs> i'm getting ready I'm, on, I'm going to be on american agenda at 2 p.m and all right so maureen's getting me ready of course i didn't want to miss this hit and maureen he said he's gonna it. take us out for he's gonna cook for us all right, all right. And tell Maureen that I've lost weight. I look pretty hot, so she, I won't even need any makeup the next time I'm in New York. All right. She said you already look sexy and, and hot, right? <laughs> all right, thank you. Lydia, talk to you. Uh, where can people yeah. find you on, socially, on social media, where, we can fi- where they can find you? Social media, Lydia News, L-I-D-I-A-N, like the news, like you watch on TV, N-E-W-S. That's all on my social media platforms. And I'm usually hosting every Saturday at 5 p.m. Eastern here on Newsmax. And my show Sundays, Sunday Agenda, noon Eastern until 2 p.m. And it's a good show. We talk about everything. Both of your shows. I, yeah, I love both of your shows. I absolutely do. All right, you take care of yourself. Have a glorious weekend, okay? All right, you too. Thank you. All right. This is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about this this great economy that we got. We got all sorts of jobs now, 300,000 jobs added. And really what it is, it's people making, uh, returning to the workforce uh, from retirement. It's, it's people taking up second jobs. You know, ninety-two uh, percent of Americans have cut back on spending. So if they're cutting back on spending, you know they're cutting back on a lot of other things. Uh, your money is becoming more valuable to you because uh, everything costs so much more. So you want to be careful with your money. One of the things that I have done with some of our money is I've invested some of it in precious metals because precious metals, gold particularly, has always shown a propensity for going up in value. It's never without value. Swiss America is a company we partnered with for a reason. Because they've been doing it for a very long time, and they are very, uh, a very reputable company. They love return business. They're not fly-by-night. And if you want to learn more about investing in precious metals and the war on cash, the, the attempt to take us to digital currency, you can get their new uh, pamphlets called uh, The Secret War on Cash. i got it right here. Keep it in the studio. And you can get the copy free by just calling or texting this number, okay? Get ready to write this down. It's 800 800- Two eight nine twenty six forty six. Mention my name, Rob Carson. Eight hundred two eight nine twenty six forty six. Just get the secret war on cash. It'll arrive in a couple days. You can look at it, and you're going to go, "Oh, well, that's interesting. I think that's a good idea. I think I'll give Swiss America." Yeah, because you will. You will, like I did. So again, here's the number. 800-289-2646. There's no obligation. 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson message and data rates apply. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. This is Philip Sace, by the way. Philip Sace, S-A-Y-C-E. He is, uh, for those of you who are music aficionados, he would be the love child of Jimi Hendrix and Stevie Ray Vaughan if he were, uh, you know, if that were possible. And, and it could be. I mean, I guess Stevie Ray Vaughan could have a womb transplant because it is 2023. But I just got really weird in a hurry. Anyway, 
Philip Sace is uh, is who that is. Is who that is. So uh, I want to get into the uh, the border wall and uh, how the Democrats they love to have the walls around their homes and their and their uh, mansions and their complexes, but not around the country. It's remarkable. Let's go to Christopher in Catonsville. Uh, Christopher wants to talk about uh, Speaker of the House. What do you think, there, Christopher? Well, I want Byron Daniels. Um, the last guest Donald's was talking there. about him being a fresh guy and everything, but he is not your run-of-the-mill fresh person. He's not like Barack Obama, who got in by getting the other guy kicked out of the you know, race and stuff. He, I saw him in action. Uh, first of all, I, I remember the CNN thing after the uh, town hall, and they were all. he was on a panel, and he silenced them all about the uh, election fraud. There's no evidence. He said, well, fine, but uh, they did change the uh, tallying rules without going through the you know, through the state houses there, and they said, okay, moving on. <laughs> and yeah. one um, hearing he was at, one hearing he was at, I saw on C-SPAN, they were shaking down the uh, oil companies for green money, and he was the only one in there that said, I'm sorry that you're even here. This is such, this is not even be happening. So he's not your, he's not your uh, regular fresh guy. He's real. He's, no uh, nonsense. He's, he's ready. He's ready. Yeah. yeah. But, but well, let me ask you this, Christopher. Let me, let me ask you this. What about if maybe the reason why he doesn't want to do a House Speaker is because he wants to be the Vice President on the Trump ticket? What do you think? Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that, that would be a thing for him. That's that, you know. But, I mean, I would love for him to go in there and just demand those, those tapes out and have the uh, Rules Committee say and we're, we're going to be um, certifying Alabama elections only. And, uh, by the way, um, Jamal gets kicked out. And then we can secure the border. Oh, and no spending you know, unless it goes through the COVID essentialness uh, committee. I like that. And also, if anybody complains about Byron Donalds being, uh, you know, whatever as the Speaker oh, of the House, he, he can just... Totally he can just I mean, just for those reasons I said. No, I'm saying that he could scream racism at the Democrats. He could say, yeah, oh, you're being racist. You know, there you go. And, and then yeah, if Byron really wanted to get something accomplished, he could... got it. He is, he, a, yeah. is my, you know... He's, yeah, he he could say he's a black lesbian and even go further. It'd be it'd be, it'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. Yeah, Thanks for the phone call, bro. Let's go to Johnny in Hamilton. Hello, Johnny. Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Good, buddy. What's up? All right, I just wanted to talk about that uh, wall with uh, o Biden. It's a stop <laughs> to the sanctuary cities because he slaughtered them. But they'll see I, through it. Right. Well, I live in Baltimore. We don't have a problem as a sanctuary city because we're the 17th most dangerous city on earth, and the illegals don't want to come here. Yeah, they'd be too terrified. It's like they're escaping Venezuela. They don't want to come to Baltimore. (laughs) Okay. Now, when I was in the military in 74, I went to West Berlin. All right, they had a wall. Uh-huh. They had over a million some East Berliners. You know how many got over that wall? About 2,000. They had a yeah. museum how these people got, you know, over the wall. One guy did a hot air balloon. Another guy made a plane. The best guy took one of these old tractors and armored it and put a plow on it and went through the wall. <laughs> yes, yes. But the wall worked for it worked for them, didn't it? It kept a lot of people in, and uh, and it kept a lot of people out in a bad way, by the way. But that's why they built it. 
Listen, Johnny, I got to run. I got to go. We're up against the top of the hour break, brother. I do appreciate it. And by the way, thanks for your military service. I appreciate it. Um, and it's, it's interesting that you actually uh, served in East Berlin. Let's go ahead and take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Is the Rob Carson Show. And I will say it again for the uh, last hour. By the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Yay. I'm going on vacation next week. And, uh, you know, I don't usually, I don't work for vacation. You know, when vacation happens, it happens because I really enjoy what I do for a living, actually. And every day I wake up and I go, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing this for a living. Oh, my God, I can't believe that I go into a studio that I built myself. And, uh, and and broadcast and do a TV show on Newsmax. I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelming to me, and I just want you to know that I, uh, I just love it. I love it, and I, and I want to do my best for you. Um, and I hope we're giving you, you know, a show that's a little bit different from the rest of them because there are a lot of them out there. A lot of people have opinions, you know. Not that it gets my brothers and sisters in talk radio, but I hope we offer an alternative. You know, like comedy. Like, for instance, I don't know if I was just thinking out loud today that, you know, Hillary Clinton, for instance, did an interview last night on CNN with Christiane Amonpour, who said that she believed that she, Hillary Clinton, the woman who literally paid millions of dollars for a steel dossier, which was a lie, to convince uh, the voters that Donald Trump was colluding with Russia to get him elected, and the FBI worked with her hand in hand. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, and then last night when she's talking to uh, Christiane Amonbour, she says that Trump supporters are going to have to be uh, put in re-education camps, essentially. And so when you can look at that, and you can come up with this, then you're doing something. This is Jim Gossett as Bill Clinton. At some point, you know, maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members. Hillary says that we should have re-education. Haven't they done those camps before somewhere? Trump supporters should deprogram them, do it now. What happens if they don't uh, change? No surprise since China is her favorite nation. What would be the final solution for those people? In her scrapbook, you'll see pictures of Chairman Mao. It just sounds familiar. I don't know what it is. Gotta get her out of my life. <laughs> I'm not sure I agree, although Hillary's my wife. This is too much even for a lefty like me. Wish they put her in jail where she should be for life. Da, da, da. Then once and for all, I'd be Hillary free. <laughs> Gotta get her out of my You life. poor, poor man. Bill Clinton was sentenced to a life sentence with Hillary Clinton. I don't know. I guess they're business partners, right? I mean, they've made hundreds of millions of dollars without building anything. Might want to stay in that relationship. (laughs) 
So it's funny because yesterday, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, who is an evil little troll, uh, said that there is an acute and immediate need to build a border wall in southern Texas. He literally said that he said, in order to ensure the expeditious construction of the barriers and roads in the project areas, I've determined that it is necessary that I that I exercise the authority that is vested in me by Section t- 10, no, uh, one, uh, 102C, whatever the hell, uh, the uh, Illega- Illeg- Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigration Responsibility Act. He says uh, he's going to waiver uh, 26 federal laws. He's going to make them go away. Endangered Species, Clean Air, Clean Water Act, Eagle Protection Act, Native American Graves Protection. They're going to build right on old, uh, you know, some Native American grave site, probably a, an old a cemetery. You know, they're not going to move the bodies just like in uh, Poltergeist. Anyway, uh, that's what uh, Alejandro Mayorka said. That's what he said. It kind of sounds like an emergency, right? Um, well, uh, now the uh, now the president is saying no, 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 no. Uh, actually, that that money was already appropriated. I had no intention of building a wall. Answer one question on the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. Uh, I tried to get them to reappropriate to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what it was appropriate. I can't stop. It. There you go. So he says that they can't use the money. He would waste it on something else. Maybe deposit into a series of LLC bank accounts in his own family's name, maybe his niece or granddaughters. You know, something like that. <laughs> and here are the Democrats, of course. They're all saying that even though Alejandro Morca says it's the only thing that could save this area, uh, here they are saying, no, walls don't work. We will no. not build a wall. Walls don't work. A racist and cynophobic wall. We spent years investing in a faulty border wall that was never... Isn't it nice to know your opposition is so profoundly ignorant and wrong that there really isn't a discussion? I mean, honestly, what they're saying is nonsensical. It's never made any sense. It does work. Walls are the only thing that you can use as barriers between nations, really, essentially. You need that. And so isn't it wonderful that the other side is so profoundly wrong about everything? Everything. So, so morally and intellectually bankrupt. But the only problem is there are a lot of other idiots out there who listen to these idiots. They're going to uh, be an effective mechanism. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. It would waste taxpayer dollars on an ineffective wall. Again, an ineffective. Why, why, why is Joe Biden getting a half a million dollars to build a wall around his mansion, one of his mansions? If they don't work, right? I'm serious. Why not? Why is it okay for a bunch of illegals who've not been screened to come across a wall to our country? And if we decided to scale the wall at Joe Biden's house and set up lodging in his yard, you'd go to jail. They're doing that to our house. They're doing that to our country. We're supposed to have sovereignty. That's what they're doing. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre about two weeks, I mean years ago, about two years ago, talking about walls being bad. Uh, but we have talked about the border wall here in, in general as, as a way uh, that uh, it's been used in, in a, to, to, you know, to, to close the border. And we feel that it is a policy that doesn't work. And it's not just us. Uh, you know, experts have said that. Like who? The border wall is not, uh, is not an effective policy. Yeah, that's absolute bullcrap. Whatever you want to keep uh, unwanted individuals or animals out of your property you build a wall <laughs> you called them animals oh my god you know what you don't belong here go go get in line legally like everybody else uh, this is uh, oh this is a little car- comparison of uh, donald trump versus joe biden with regard to the wall 
On the border wall. The border wall, the money was appropriated for the border wall. I tried to get them to reappropriate, to redirect that money. They didn't. They wouldn't. And in the meantime, there's nothing under the law other than they have to use the money for what was appropriate. I can't stop that. Do you believe the border wall works? No. Yeah, it does. Okay. Build the wall. We have no choice. We have no choice. This is why uh, Donald Trump's ahead of him by so far. Build that wall. Build that wall. Here you go. That's what I like to hear. You do it, Mr. President. Go right ahead. Build that wall. There you go. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Build that wall. Wow. That's kind of cool. <laughs> this is uh, New York Congresswoman uh, Madeline Brame talking about uh, how New York is right now and how emboldened illegals are coming into our country. The antithesis, the opposite of Ellis Island with people coming in, getting in, uh, you know, kneeling down on the ground and kissing the ground and swearing allegiance to the United States of America versus now. People have already had it up to here. You know, we, we see on a daily basis mothers sitting on corners with infant babies, okay, panhandling, begging for money for food. That had been an American mother, CPS would have came and taken that child, or ACS. We see people going into stores and hotels demanding that they give them whatever they want <laughs> for free. Yeah. Because they tell them that the government gave you money for us. So they're being bullies. They have a sense of entitlement. In our community, in the black and brown community, yep. people have just, we, it's been like that for years. This is nothing new. All right. This didn't just start happening. Now it's just amplified. Yeah. And everybody gets it. And uh, people in black and brown communities know that the Democrats completely take you for granted. And they know they got your vote so they can abuse you like this. They can abuse you like this. That's what they're doing. They're abusing you. They're slapping you in the face. They're seeing you, uh, you know, scraping by, and they're moving the illegals past you into $500 a night hotel rooms in New York City that you couldn't in your wildest dreams imagine. I mean, you couldn't even imagine a, a vacation in New York City, a $500 a night hotel room for five nights, let alone 30, 60, 90. <laughs> you know, going to, hey, what, what kind of camp could you get for $20,000 for a, a, a month? Because that's how much they're spending on uh, on uh, illegals in uh, in Manhattan. Twenty thousand dollars a month for a space in a tent. You could go to that one in Dirty Dancing where you dance and everything. You could you could do that for less than twenty thousand dollars in a month. That was a hell of a camp. <laughs> Steve Inskeep is the uh, host of NPR's Morning Edition, where they report the day's news like they're drinking from a sip of latte. On NPR, uh, talking about uh, Aaron Burnett, talking with Aaron Burnett, I should say, not about her, because there's plenty to say, I'm sure. But anyway, Steve Inskeep, he says basically what Democrats are cool with uh, illegals coming in, setting up camp anywhere in the country, except for in liberals' backyards. This is a reality. We don't need a wall. There will not be another foot of wall constructed in my administration. So, so, Steve, how does he deal with that? That's, of course, what he said during the campaign. Every generation of American politicians since has faced the same challenge. And that is definitely true of Democrats who have a big part of their coalition who are immigrants and pro-immigrant. Yeah, so but have we. other parts of their coalition. Yeah, I hate to tell you this, but also Republicans have a lot of immigrants in their 
coalition too so it's not exclusive like oh my god immigrants we never thought about this before who have certain doubts or at least they don't want problems in their cities problems in their backyard ah cape cod ah there you go there you martha's vineyard there you go right there they're let them eat cake liberals guys they are let them eat cake liberals you little towns in el, you el paso and you albuquerque and you, uh, you know, wherever, Brownsville, you can deal with it, but not in our backyard here on NPR. Certain doubts, or at least they don't want problems in their cities, problems in their backyards, even if they favor immigration in general. This is why uh, uh, Eric Adams is in Mexico saying, hey, you can just crap all over the United States. Just, go, just don't come to, the United States, to, um, to New York. That's what he's saying. Eric Adams, he told would-be illegal aliens in Mexico City uh, they would face a nightmare scenario if they crossed the United States-Mexico border and traveled to New York City. Coming across the southern go to New York. You know, because that's the way he is. Adams has turned uh, New York's migrant crisis into a slush fund for particular interest, uh, industries, including hoping to secure millions in taxpayer dollars via city contracts. Last month, one report indicated that the city was shelling out $35 million on just two migrant hotels. You're getting screwed. You didn't even get taken out to dinner. You got nothing. You got all dressed up and everything, and you're getting screwed. You didn't even get to dessert, and you're getting screwed. Likewise, Adams' deputies told the media Wednesday that hotels are actually hiking prices specifically to get more lucrative contracts out of the city to house border crossers and illegal aliens. There you go. So all of your glorious hotels in New York City are now officially public housing. How do you like that? <laughs> it's, like, it's like it used to be the uh, Crown Center whatever, and now it's Cabrini Green. <laughs> In New York or Chicago. Oh, my God. It's just so glorious. It's just so it's just so glorious how stupid these people are. And hopefully that their uh, their brief stint in the uh, limelight and destroying the country will end uh, very suddenly and very abruptly and very soon. Uh, coming up, uh, Paige, uh, Sage Steele says that she interviewed Joe Biden a couple years ago, and his brain was gone then. All right, we're going to get into that. And Jamal Bowman, you know, you may think that's behind us, but uh, Republicans are still going after him for uh, setting off that alarm and interrupting a legislative procedure, which has sent January 6th prisoners to jail. All right, that's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. A little Van Allen for you. I believe that's from Fair Warning. Pure, unadulterated testosterone. I think this is everybody wants some. I think it's dessert. They're thinking about dessert. Okay, so uh, uh, in case you wanted to know where to watch Jim Jordan with uh, the possibility of becoming the next House Speaker, he's joining Greta Von Susteren tonight, 6 o'clock Eastern, on the record with Greta Von Susteren on Newsmax. This is, uh, this is epic. This is awesome. Um, if you haven't watched Newsmax lately, you should watch Newsmax. I know that so many people were disheartened by Fox News after the 2020 election, after the firing of, uh, of Tucker Carlson, Dan Bunn, Gino and whatnot, and uh, and Newsmax has really uh, picked up the slack where Fox left off with some just terrific shows that um, that, that you know I, I mentioned the word trust earlier, and and we're looking for somebody we can trust as House Speaker, and we are. That's that's the number one word, right? Isn't that what you're looking for? You want obviously conservative America first agenda, you know all that, but trust. 
And and I got to tell you, Rob Schmidt ain't gonna. Uh, he's not gonna change his stripes, and neither is Greg Kelly, and neither is uh, you know. Neither am I. My show, I do a, a show. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World, which by the way, this weekend is. <laughs> Off the hook, funny, 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 funny. You will spit take. Do not drink a viscous beverage unless you're in a break on my show because you are going to laugh. It's rapid fire, boom, 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 funny. But Newsmax is uh, just all and all and all around. It's it's a they're doing a yeoman's effort. We're doing they're doing a yeoman's effort. But uh, Jim Jordan is going to be on with Greta tonight at six o'clock, and uh, that'll be uh, awesome. And, and Greta is Greta is right down the middle. She is a journalist. Uh, she's not as, you know, listen, I'm conservative. I wear conservative on my sleeve. She is, I don't even know her political uh, uh, persuasion, but she is even. And, and she does a great job that way. So there you go. Watch it tonight on Newsmax. So uh, there you go. So Sage Steele. Sage Steele has kind of uh, become a little more high profile since she was kind of drummed out of ESPN because I guess she's conservative. Uh, she was uh, hanging out with Bill Maher. It's called, the show's called Get High and Drunk with Bill Maher. No, actually, it's called uh, Random Club. I, I'd love to talk to Bill Maher. I really, I actually enjoy him. I, I think he's a pretty smart guy, but really stupid in some things. Because I think he's out of touch with the American people. He's an elite. That's the only thing that kind of separates him, where he really drops off. But he's yeah, he's a smart guy. You know, I enjoy listening to him. He's pretty. He's funny. He's funny. But here he's talking about Sage Steele. She did an interview with uh, Joe Biden a couple of years ago, and uh, she noticed then that his brain was not working. Um, but and then I said, oh, oh, so you were a receiver, and he started to explain it. And here's the saddest thing. Because Joe Biden, he used to like. Um, he makes up lies about everything in his life, and I think he said he went to college football and he was a college football star, and it never happened. He, um, but and then I oh, said, "Oh, oh, oh so you were a receiver," and he started to explain it. And here's the saddest thing: he his voice just trailed off. He said, "I was good," and then he went silent, and he goes, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> Wow. No, you're laughing. I thought it was so sad. Yeah, he does that all the time. He, he, I think he did it yesterday. This is Joe Biden mumbling and bumbling. Uh, no, this wasn't yesterday. That was a border wall. I got, I got a new, uh, new. oh, yeah, here he is. I think this is, yeah, this is Joe Biden mumbling and bumbling yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, also, uh, our continued uh, enhancement of stability in the Indo-Pacific in that whole area. Okay, there you go. Any kind of never mind, never mind. Brian just talked to my ear. What'd you say, Brian? I couldn't hear you. Kevin. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's go to Kevin in Annapolis. That's what you said in my ear. <laughs> Kevin, what's up? How you doing today? Hey Rob, good. Hey, I think you're right on that. Biden was looking to get that, take that border uh, wall money, and somehow redirect it to his LLCs. But I think when he figured out that he couldn't do that, he's actually figured, or somebody has figured out how to still get him that money. Now, from what I think is going to happen is there's going to be a no-bid contract to a contractor by the name of Hunter Fence Company. <laughs> and they're going to start, they'll start and they'll put in the first post and they'll have CNN and MSNBC there taking the pictures of that. And then nothing else is going to happen and it'll fade off into the sunset. And then Hunter's got his money, and Pops or the big guys got his fifty or ten or fifteen percent. Yeah, I think you've uh, I think you've kind of uh, uh, narrowed down the uh, the Biden fantasy about the southern border. There, <laughs> thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, Biden Fence Company would have a lot of holes in it. I'll tell you that. 
I, I could insert some lines about Hunter Biden and, you know, about finding holes to crawl into, but I'm not going to do that like I just did, kind of. All right. Jerry Callahan is up next. I'm uh, going to talk about Dip Butkus, NFL, and what's going on in the world today. Don't go away. Don't go away. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. We have a special guest on the Newsmax Hotline. You are familiar with him. He's uh, host of the Jerry Callahan Show, Newsmax Podcasts, uh, a renowned and well-known sportscaster, also uh, expert in politics, uh, headquartered in Boston on the Newsmax Hotline. I want to ask you first, Jerry, about Hillary Clinton saying that Trump supporters need to be uh, re-educated. I find it amazing, Rob, that she's allowed back in polite society. I understand she's a good Democrat. But she's a loser. She's a scoundrel. We know all by now. We know all about the Russia hoax that she created. Yeah. And we know about the destroyed emails. And she's still treated like some kind of matriarch in the Democrat Party. Again, you know, it's the mainstream media. They're always going to love her. But hasn't she been discredited a long time ago? Are we still looking to her as some kind of authority? Well, I, I don't know if anybody is really. I, I think the mainstream media is. They walk on right. the, you know, they, they, they believe she walks on water. I mean, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, PBS, NPR, they're all right. down with it. But to us, she's Imelda Marcos after the fall. But, right. to, but right. to the mainstream media, they still worship the ground she walks on. So I never give them too much credit. But when I hear, hear her repeating Soviet and uh, and Nazi doctrine, <laughs> you know, it makes me kind of go, ah, you know, something wrong here. I was wondering, when they put us in camps, Rob, will we be like illegal aliens? Will we be in five-star hotels with room service? Will we have uh, <laughs> free, free phones and free yeah. health care? And will we be treated like that, or will it be more like an internment camp? Oh, I'm thinking it's going to be more internment camp. I, I'm going to Mexico next week, and you're filling in. And I thank you very much, by the way, for taking the uh, the helm. But uh, I'm going to Mexico, and I suggested to my wife we sneak across the border and demand a hotel for 30 days with extended stays every time we re- reapply. I'm not so sure that would happen. I'm thinking I'd end up with a, in a Mexican third-world hellhole prison for a while. Well, uh, as you know, I'm uh, from Boston, and up here we're kicking veterans and uh, soldiers out of our hotels to make room for illegal aliens. They're literally canceling the uh, reservations for veterans who are coming here for the Army-Navy game. Yeah. And they're going, why? Well, we have to make room for illegal aliens. And the uh, spokesman for the hotel said she's delighted to welcome migrants 
and help with their transition. She doesn't care about veterans or soldiers or any no. of the Army Navy fans. The families don't care about them. We have to accommodate these uh, invaders. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've been to the Army Navy game a number of times in Annapolis and in Philadelphia, and it is an amazing event. Uh, Donald Trump has always been welcomed uh, by that in, in that crowd dramatically. I, I see Joe Biden isn't making an appearance. I can see why. But, I mean, this, Jerry, this isn't a surprise, right? I mean, look at how the government treated the people of Lahaina. Look at the uh, way the government treated the people of East Palestine. Uh, look at the people uh, in border cities. Uh, the, the government could give a rat's behind about them. Is this a surprise at all? The government doesn't give a crap about us? And, and I think it's it is people, people, are, they're getting it, man. There's an uprising happening, Jerry, I think. I think it is in the short term. I think it's going to be good because people are waking up. You see the residents of Chicago and New York, these deep blue cities, these sanctuary cities are fed up. And I think there may be some backlash in 2024. But the thing I fear, Rob, is you know this is a long, long game thing for the Democrats. They're trying to change the demographics. They view it as we might lose in 2024 with our feeble candidate. But we're not going to lose another election ever again as long as we can get these folks on their path to citizenship. If they can vote, these 7, 8, 10 million who've already entered the country under Joe Biden, if we can get them to vote, then we'll never lose again. We'll flip Texas, we'll flip Arizona, and uh, we'll have nothing to worry about. We can, clip, as, as Obama said, we can uh, fundamentally transform the country. But it is so cynical and so sinister when you think about it. You yeah. just destroying towns you're destroying cities you're kicking kids out of their soccer fields and veterans out of their hotel rooms all because you think your policies aren't good enough to win you elections you have to change the the electorate yeah and that's what they're doing and i'm not sh- i'm not sure they'll succeed yeah. only got another year to go but uh, it is insane that uh, it's ridiculous uh, let me ask you this who are you kind of leaning toward as house speaker uh, a lot of debate uh, i don't think it's going to happen but donald trump i think trump as speaker would be f- so freaking epic i would be epic it would be historical it'd be the weirdest uh, most uh, uh upside down chaotic and awesome thing to happen <laughs> i mean come on it would be huge Rob, I was a sports <laughs> columnist for years yeah. and a sports uh, talk show host. And yeah. people would ask me, who are you rooting for? Where do you go to the Super Bowl? Where do you cover the World Series? I'd say, I root for chaos. I root for chaos. Oh. Chaos is good for, good for business for you and me. And i got to be honest, I enjoyed this week. And I think Gates is going to come out of this looking looking like a, I don't know about a hero, but I, he's going to look yeah. like he's on the right side of history. If we yeah. get Jim Jordan... Hell, if we got Donald Trump, I'm with you. That would be wild. But if we get Jim Jordan, that is an upgrade. Yeah. And it took a few, a few days of chaos. Yeah. It it delighted the Democrats and the media, and they're still enjoying it, and the late-night comedians are enjoying it. In the end, we'll see. I mean, I know that's not a good answer to say, just yeah. give it a few days. But yeah. if next week we get Jim Jordan and Ukraine yeah. is, is defunded to some extent and we're focusing on the border, yeah. you have him banging the gavel that's a good thing yeah. in my opinion and that means that means uh Gates did us all a favor. Now, you, uh, you're a sports guy, obviously. I'm not a sports guy. I lean into the politics. I, I kind of feel like you need to choose one or the other, although Limbo was able to, to do both. Um, but, you know, I use the analogy with regard to Kevin McCarthy. He was the interim, interim coach. They brought him in, 
and he failed, and you got fired. That's what it is. You got a contract. You you sign a contract. You say you do what you're going to do. I don't know about you, Jerry. I mean, maybe you're the only person in radio who's never been fired, uh, but, but it's not uh, uncommon. No, I've, I've, I've been fired, and I'll, it's a long story, but a good one. I'll tell you, one of these days we'll get into it. What oh, happened yeah. to me after 25 years in uh, morning oh. drive. It's, but I'm with you, McCarthy. S- simple as this, Rob. Tell me where's the flaw in this argument. He promised them something. He didn't deliver. They did what they said they would do, led by Gates. If you don't do what you said, if you don't uh, fulfill your promises, we are going to remove you. And that's exactly what happened. McCarthy made one really stupid calculation. He trusted Nancy Pelosi. She told him she would have his back. And he believed her. Well, she did, and then she stabbed it. (laughs) And and, And we're supposed to feel bad for a guy who trusted uh, Nancy Pelosi yeah. and the Democrats? Are yeah. you serious? I have no sympathy for him. He could stay in Congress, uh, you know, he'll or maybe he'll leave. He'll get rich like Paul Ryan. Uh, but I think we're better off with Jim Jordan or Scalise or you know, yeah. Byron Donalds. Uh, yeah. there's, there's plenty of good candidates. And whoever it is, I think will be an upgrade will not be, you know, a swamp creature that McCarthy was. I hope so. Um, Sage Steele, she's been getting making a lot of headlines lately. I, I didn't know much about her. I know that she's, uh, it seems to be conservative. She did an interview with uh, Bill Maher, and she said that she talked to uh, Joe Biden a couple of years ago in a, uh, I guess it was a, whatever, uh, online chat, and uh, and his his brain was gone then. Uh, right. I mean, this is this is pretty remarkable stuff. That was three years ago. I mean, you and I knew this three years ago when he ran, but it's kind of interesting to hear Mar get exposed to this. It is, and I'm telling you, you and I, we see it every day, so it's kind of gradual. It's like being around a, a family member, and I've been there. And, yeah, I know. And, it's and then, you know, I'd be, I'd be with my mother who went through this. It was brutal. It was awful. She had dementia for years, and you don't quite see it. And then a friend would come visit who hadn't been there for three or four months, and they're like, whoa. Um, you don't see, if you're there every day, you don't realize quite the deterioration. And I think that's what's happened with Biden. You should do this. I mean, on your show one day, get some clips from, you know, three, four, five, ten years ago. It's, it's not the same guy. I mean, no. it's not. That's why I don't think he's the candidate in 2024, because he's just not physically, mentally capable of no. it. You, you, the guy we see now who does these press conferences every day we see him rambling and losing his way and forgetting how to get off stage and everything that guy is supposed to hit the campaign trail yeah. that guy is supposed to debate yeah. donald trump i'm not saying he would lose to trump i'm saying he couldn't do it he couldn't physically mentally cognitively show up and participate in a debate he couldn't debate john fetterman right now let alone <laughs> yeah. trump yeah it would be like a tarzan uh, doing a debate with tonto that's about what <laughs> you get out of it. I mean, it'd be good. It'd be funny. I hope he runs because it'll be a disaster. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he's physically capable of, of it. I think they know it. I think of they'll course. shove him aside sooner, sooner or later. All right, let's talk a little. T- you're a sports guy. i got to talk about sports. Let me ask you this final question, Dick Butkus. Now, you and I, I think we're around the same age. We we were probably little, little, little kids when Dick Butkus played. But Dick Butkus, legend, lived on. And, hey. and, and we're going to see all these great players aging and dying uh, post, you know, Larry Zonka already gone you've got then you move into the like the you're going to get into the Steelers in the early mid-70s and whatnot that, that's a big it's a big deal but kiss was uh but kiss was a pretty amazing he didn't he come up with smash mouth he came up with smash mouth right he was he was the greatest yeah i'm telling yeah. you Rob, none of the young people listening right now can appreciate it in yeah. 1969 the 
The Bears went 1-13, in 13 and he was named NFL Defensive Player of the Year on a team with one win. Wow. And you, you've seen the highlights. He yeah. just played at another level. Until Lawrence Taylor came around, around, I think he was generally considered the best defensive player ever. And he just played with such nastiness, such an edge. When I was a young football player, I played defense, and I mean, everyone wanted to beat Butkus or hit like Butkus. Know. You know, the number, his number was cool, his name was cool, yeah. and how about this for a tribute? What? Uh, Rocky named his dog after him. Rocky <laughs> lived in Philadelphia. He, was, he named his dog Butkus, and I believe Sylvester Stallone kept that dog. That was his dog. I That's what it. he named it. It was just it. a cool, manly, macho name, and uh, just the name Butkus sounds cool. Oh, People, yeah. I, I wish every young person should go look for like a montage of all his yes. greatest hits because it is he'll give you chills. Yeah, you got to get one of those old NFL films with Butkus. I mean, come on, get one of those old old NFL films with the announcer, and th- th- that's glorious. That that's the glory yeah, days. And you know what? Oh. Half the half the half the hits you'll see would be penalties today. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Hey, man, I got to run, but uh, it was great to have you, and also looking forward to it. do me a favor, will you? A lot of hosts are, uh, you know, they they uh, they're afraid that a guest host will chase their listeners away. Uh, I'm, I know you're going to bring in more. Enjoy the time. We got a great audience, bro, and uh, and thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Looking forward to it, Rob. Enjoy your vacation. I hope you're uh, hanging poolside with Eric Adams down there in Mexico. Sounds like fun. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. There you go. Dick Butkus, the man, the legend. Remember those old NFL films, you know? Dick Butkus, number one. Well, I just love that stuff. Uh, you know, obviously, I was, I was too re- young to remember Butkus, but, you know, the legend of Butkus. When I was a little boy, and this is going to make me, you know, who cares? Uh, it was the Steelers and Cowboys. Those were the big uh, teams, and uh, we, we were Steelers fans. More Steelers fans. Cowboys were pretty boys. <laughs> but Dick, Dick Butkus uh, came from a different era. And amazing. All right, so um, I've got some interesting news. Uh, you know, we do the uh, gender confusion update uh, on the radio show, and I have a gender confusion update that is going to confuse you because um, uh, normally you don't expect this from a British prime minister. Gender confusion. What is my gender today? That's pretty crazy. Teach my elementary school students about gender identity. So uh, the uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, uh, British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak, noted the obvious truth that men are men and women are women. Now, I played this last night, and you know what? If you would have dropped me in from the planet 10 years ago, and I would be startled to hear a uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain say that people born with penises are men and people born with uh, vaginas are women, uh, you know, uh, I, I would be shocked. I'd be like, really? I thought everybody knew that. But, but I watched Rigi uh, Sunak talking yesterday in front of the Conservative Party conference. And it was, uh, it was actually, uh, I know it's common sense and duh and all that, but we live in crazy times. We are going to change this country, and that means life means life. Now, that shouldn't be a controversial position. The vast majority of hardworking people agree with it. And it also shouldn't be controversial for parents to know what their children are being taught in school. About. That almost sounds like what's going on in uh, our country. About relationships. Patients should know when hospitals are talking about men or women. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? And, you know, uh, you shouldn't have, like, I don't know, race involved in those decisions. And we shouldn't get bullied. Yeah, like, uh, like the left has been doing to us.
And we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. Wow. That is something you do not hear very often. Common sense, after all. All these guys pretending. Jim Gossett. Pretending that they're female. They can wear all the lipstick that they want. Still, it's a giant fail. Gotta. Yes, it's a giant fail. Boy to a girl. Give womanhood a whirl. <laughs> Girls that are still men in reality. Guys to you and me. What's your name? Charlie. You know they're not real ladies. Charlene, really? So why should they compete? Yeah, my name's Charlene. What? Why allow them in women's sports when the standard they don't meet? Got a roll of lightsabers in your dress? Boy to a girl. What the hell is that? Think I'm gonna hurl. They are real females, it's so clear to see. The guys to you and me. I, you know. That is new from Jim Gossett. Let's uh, take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. I think I'll be listening to Godsmack today at the gym, actually. I haven't talked to you about the uh, weight loss and stuff. I did lose a bunch of weight because I stopped eating processed food. Um... It kind of kind of plateaued, still doing very well, still hitting the gym, still occasionally posting photos online. Uh, going into vacation, obviously, you're like, oh, wait the heck. Positive is uh, I don't drink anymore. So I'm going to be uh, you know, putting away a lot of calories <laughs> this weekend, this weekend uh, in Mexico. Yeah, I'm going, uh, I'm going to Mexico. I'm not, uh, and, uh, we just have friends we're going to meet there, so it's kind, of, uh, it's kind of awesome. It's kind of fun. Um, I'm trying to think of what to do in this last break just because... Uh, you know, I don't want to leave on a, you know, bummer note or whatever. There's a lot of things to uh, get, a lot of it I couldn't get to today. Um, I do want to mention this is kind of interesting. You know, we need a wholesale reinvention of our federal government. And I think it's fairly clear by now that it's just beyond salvageable. As far as just the this iteration, the organizations in charge of different, uh, you know, groups, uh, DHS, Education Department, IRS, uh, all profoundly, 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 profoundly corrupt, weaponized to some degree. And we're going to have to really, really fire a lot of people. We're going to have to. And we're going to have to start looking at where our damn money is being spent. Because honestly, we are nothing more than a giant money laundering organization. Half a trillion dollars on COVID fraud. I mean, we have the biggest organized crime family in the history of mankind in charge of our government right now. We do. We do. Just the Defense Department alone. Billions and trillions of dollars lost over the years constantly and never gets better. Ever, ever, ever. Amtrak pays its employees large salaries despite never turning a profit since its creation in 1971. It's time to privatize Amtrak, too, by the way. 19,000 rank-and-file employees, uh, altogether $2.3 billion in compensation last year. You know why? Because uh, Amtrak goes up and down the uh, East Corridor and hauls politicians to their district. That's why it's a money train. It's a money train. Average salary in, uh, in Amtrak is about 120 k 
Amtrak loses $566 per passenger on its trip from New Orleans to Los Angeles, $288 per passenger from Los Angeles to Chicago. Uh, Amtrak DC to Boston, uh, previously earning $95, is now only, uh, uh, is, is not uh, making that kind of money. Yeah, it's a scam. It's always been a scam. Uh, but, you know, people ought to be in charge of it. They ought to, they ought to charge people and let, uh, let it be run by the private uh, sector. That's what I think, you know, for what it's worth. Um, that's going to do it pretty much for the show. I want to mention that watch my TV show this weekend. It's called Rob Carson's What in the World. This weekend, it's off the hook. It's off the hook. Set your VCR. Go to Newsmax or your, you know, your recording. Uh, season pass. Uh, we are on uh, th- uh, 349 on uh, DirecTV on most cable systems, and you can download the Newsmax app for Rob Carson's What in the World. Okay, let's take a break, come back, wrap this up. This is the Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show. Check out the podcast, Newsmax.com slash listen and share with others. Today's show was epic, and my TV show, Rob Carson's What in the World on Newsmax this weekend. God bless you. I'll see you in a week. And in the meantime, don't catch the stupid. See ya.